ANS 21 of 24, heart transplant, glomangioma, and multiple system atrophy. Heart transplant, the transplanted heart is severed from autonomic influence. So the heart rate is determined by the intrinsic rate of the SA node. This explains why these patients often have a resting tachycardia. Heart rate is equal to 100 to 120 beats per minute. If cardiac output is a product of heart rate and stroke volume, and the heart rate is fixed, the cardiac output becomes dependent on preload. Indeed, cardiac output is highly dependent on cardiac filling. This feature makes these patients very sensitive to hypovolemia. Which drugs can be used to increase the heart rate? Central to understanding this is knowing that there is no autonomic input from the cardiac accelerator fibers or the vagus nerve. Drugs that directly stimulate the SA node can be used to increase the heart rate such as epinephrine, isoproteranol, and glucagon. Drugs that indirectly stimulate the SA node cannot be used such as atropine, glycopyrrolate, and ephedrine. Other considerations, although cholinesterase inhibitors won't cause bradycardia, they will still cause signs and symptoms of parasympathetic nervous system activation elsewhere in the body. You will need to administer an anticholinergic with reversal of neuromuscular blockade to prevent these issues. Historically, heart transplant patients would show two P waves on the EKG, one that corresponds to the recipient's intrinsic SA node and one from the donor heart. In this situation, the SA node of the native heart could still react to fluctuations in autonomic input, but this would not affect cardiac function. Modern transplant techniques have changed this, and these patients won't have a second P wave. Any reflex that requires autonomic nervous system innervation will be disruptive in the denervated heart. The exception to this is the Bainbridge reflex because SA node stretch will directly increase the SA node's firing rate. Diabetes, diabetic autonomic dysfunction is the most common cause of cardiac denervation in non-cardiac in non-cardiac surgery patients. Okay. Glomangioma, sometimes called glomus tumor, originates from neural crest cells. They tend to grow in the neuroendocrine tissues that lay near the carotid artery, aorta, glossopharyngeal nerve, and the middle ear. So again, from the middle ear, glossopharyngeal middle ear, carotid, and aorta. These tumors usually aren't malignant. Glomus tumors release several vasoactive substances that can lead to exaggerated hyper or hypotension. Norepinephrine, similar to pheochromocytoma, can cause hypertension. Serotonin and calicrine, similar to carcinoid tumor, can cause bronchoconstriction, headache, hypertension, flushing, and diarrhea. Histamine or bradykinin, bronchoconstriction, and hypotension. These tumors do not release epinephrine because they lack the enzyme that converts norepi to epi, which is the phenylethanolamine N-methyltransferase. Octreotide can be used to treat carcinoid-like signs and symptoms. Cranial nerve dysfunction, glossopharyngeal vagus, and hypoglossal can cause swallowing impairment, aspiration of gastric content, and airway obstruction. Surgical dissection of a glomus tumor that has invaded the internal jugular vein increases the risk of air embolism. Multiple system atrophy. Multiple system atrophy, previously known as the Shy-Drager syndrome, caused degeneration of the locus coeruleus intermediolateral column of the spinal cord, where the cell bodies for the SNS afferent nerves live, and the peripheral autonomic nerves. Signs and symptoms reflect autonomic dysfunction, 
orthostatic hypotension, urinary retention, impotence, and bowel dysfunction. Death from cerebral hypoperfusion usually occurs within 8 years of the initial diagnosis. Autonomic dysfunction contributes to hemodynamic instability during anesthesia. Hypotension is treated with volume resuscitation and direct-acting sympathomimetics. Indirect-acting adrenergic agonists, ephedrine, and possibly ketamine can cause exaggerated hypertensive response.